0: 8K News.
1: It's one o'clock. I'm Andrew Shirovsky. The headlines. Premier Li Ka-chang says Hong Kong has the central government's full support in the fight against COVID. Chief Executive Carrie Lam denies the government has made a U-turn on plans for citywide lockdown. And Premier Li Ka-chang says China is deeply worried about the situation in Ukraine. Premier Li Ka-cheng says Beijing fully understands and supports Hong Kong's decision to postpone the chief executive election in order to focus on tackling the COVID situation. He said the SAR has the central government's full support in the fight against COVID. Mr. Li spoke through an interpreter. The
0: central government follows the COVID situation developments in Hong Kong every day and has deep concern for the life, health and safety of residents in Hong Kong. The Hong Kong SAR government needs to fulfill its primary responsibility in tackling the situation and the central government will give full
1: support. Chief Executive Carrie Lam has dismissed accusations that her administration has made a U-turn on its COVID-19 policies or had deliberately leaked information to the media to gauge public opinion. Asked whether the government could send clearer messages to the public, Mrs. Lam said the unprecedented pandemic situation had outgrown the government's capacity and all policy adjustments are aimed at helping Hong Kong to cope better with the pandemic and saving lives. She also said she's frustrated with supposed government leaks, adding that she's happy to answer questions at her daily press conferences.
0: From now on, two days ago, I started this uh, daily press conference. So I am I am the authoritative source of anything that the Hong Kong S.L. government is doing in this uh, fight against the uh, epidemic. I would suggest that if you have any queries, you come to this daily conferences, you ask me, I give you a direct answer. Uh, but don't accuse my ministers. my ministers are all working very hard in fighting uh, the epidemic, but I do see some leakages, uh, but I, I I could not uh, trace the source of those uh, leakages. I could tell you that I am as frustrated as some of you when there were government information uh, being leaked up.
1: separately, <clears throat> excuse me, Mrs. Lamb says the government will catch up with getting more elderly people and children vaccinated. Speaking to reporters, Mrs. Lam said while the government had spared no effort in its vaccination drive, these efforts have not been enough. Mrs. Lam said Hong Kong's vaccination rate among the elderly has been relatively low compared to places such as the mainland, Singapore and Europe. She says this explains why Hong Kong has reported so many COVID-linked deaths during the Omicron outbreak, adding that around 90 percent of elderly people who died with COVID had not been fully vaccinated. Security Minister Chris Tang says a person who tested positive for COVID may face prosecution for refusing to go to an isolation facility. He said yesterday officials visited nearly 80 patients who didn't want to go, and the person in question was the only one who still insisted after the visits. This special team of ours visited 79 homes. We explained to these people and 78 of them adhered to our demands to go to isolation facilities. For the only one left, we are reviewing the evidence. We may prosecute the person by issuing a summons later on. Mr. Tang said on RTHK that although some isolation facilities are better than others, people shouldn't mind where they go. That's because it's everyone's responsibility to fight the pandemic in order for society to return to normal. Police say they've arrested a 23-year-old man in connection with an attack on an elderly man in Pacific Place. Investigators say they received a report about a 70-year-old man lying unconscious in the Admiralty shopping mall on Wednesday evening. The victim was said to have suffered injuries to his face and head. Officers say the suspect has been detained for further investigation, and they're appealing for witnesses. Social welfare lawmaker Tik Chi says a closed-loop system to prevent COVID infections in nursing homes needs to have 100% participation from residents and staff. Otherwise, it's meaningless. The government suggested the closed-loop system for care home staff this week, but said it wasn't mandatory. Mr. Tik told Vicky Wong that it wouldn't be an easy system to arrange, and there were other options to protect elderly residents.
2: For example, more isolated place and uh, the for the elderly should be carried on. So the closed-loop arrangement is one choice. But how to improve it, we need to listen to the voice from the center. Up to now, they start to the discussion. If more staff accept this arrangement, it will be one way.
1: A group representing employers of foreign helpers says it's troublesome to find affordable quarantine hotels for them. Betty Young, chairperson of the Hong Kong Employers of Domestic Helpers Association, was commenting after the government redeployed, for other anti epidemic purposes, two hotels that were set aside for helpers. Young told Janice Wong that even though employers could now choose from any of the 44 designated quarantine hotels, it may be difficult to find budget options.
0: I have- Actually, uh, sometimes is not easy. The arrangement is not easy. But anyway, the government, because they have changed to uh, 44 hotels, uh, they have more choice. And also some are cheaper and some are very expensive. So it depends on the employers whether financially can support them to
3: allow the girls to stay there.
1: Premier Li Keqiang says China is deeply worried about the situation in Ukraine and is willing to work with the international community to help restore peace. At a press conference, Mr Li said the utmost effort should be made to support ceasefire negotiations between Russia and Ukraine. He spoke through an interpreter.
0: China has all along followed an independent foreign policy of peace and never targets third parties in developing bilateral ties. We want to develop cooperation with all countries on the basis of mutual respect and mutual benefit to bring greater stability to today's world.
1: The Ukrainian government says not a single civilian was able to leave the besieged city of Mariupol yesterday, accusing Russian forces of again violating a temporary ceasefire to allow evacuations. Aid agencies say the people trapped in Mariupol are facing apocalyptic conditions in freezing temperatures with nothing to eat or drink. The BBC's Jeremy Bowen is following developments from Kyiv. The Mariupol City Council put a message on social media saying shelling had started again, forcing a convoy bringing in humanitarian supplies to turn back. Capturing the besieged port city of Mariupol would be a significant victory for the Russians, a big step towards connecting the enclaves in eastern Ukraine with the Crimean Peninsula, finishing the job they started when they seized the territories from Ukraine in 2014. Diplomats at the United Nations Security Council say they'll meet today at the request of Russia, where they're expected to discuss claims by Moscow that the United States is involved in biological warfare programs in Ukraine. The U.S. has dismissed the Russian allegations, as has President Zelensky in Ukraine. They accuse us, once again us, that we're allegedly developing biological weapons. Allegedly, we're preparing a chemical attack. This makes me really worried, because we've been repeatedly convinced, if you want to know Russia's plans, look at what Russia accuses others of. Look, spreading such accusations in the Russian media shows it is they who are capable of this. Security experts in the airline industry have expressed concern that surface-to-air missiles in Ukraine could end up in the wrong hands. Analysts fear they could then be bought by militant groups. Several Western countries are supplying Ukrainian forces with shoulder-launched missiles to help them resist the Russian assault. Here's the BBC's Frank Gardner.
2: The Starstreak missile system, which the Defense Secretary announced this week, may soon be sent to Ukraine, is one of the fastest and most sophisticated means of bringing down an aircraft in flight. It's part of a package of military support for Ukraine, now under consideration as it battles to fend off the Russian advance but airline safety analysts are more concerned about Ukraine's aging stock of Soviet-designed SAM-7 and other missiles, which, amid the chaos of war, they fear could end up in the hands of organized criminals.
1: Health researchers say the number of lives claimed by the COVID pandemic around the world may be more than three times higher than official records indicate. The BBC's Michelle Roberts has the details.
0: Official records suggest Covid has killed around 6 million people globally, but this new estimate puts the number at over 18 million lives lost. Accurate counts are tricky since not every country collects data. The team at Washington University looked at data from governments about excess deaths. How many more people have died than would be expected The highest rates were in low-income countries in Latin America, Europe and sub-Saharan Africa. But deaths were also fairly high in some high-income countries, such as Italy and parts of the US.
1: Officials in Washington and Seoul say North Korea has been testing a powerful new long-range missile system in what the Biden administration called a serious escalation. The BBC's Laura Bicker reports from Seoul.
2: North Korea hasn't launched a long-range missile or conducted a nuclear test since 2017. It was part of an agreement reached between leader Kim Jong-un and the US President Donald Trump. But Pyongyang has issued warnings for more than a year that it was developing new technology and bigger weapons. Analysts believe the recent launches were to try out parts of a new intercontinental ballistic missile, despite North Korea claiming it had tested cameras for a new spy satellite. Satellite launches use the same type of technology as long-range missile tests.
1: A short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 20,179, that's 710 points down on the previous close. Turnover stands at 100 billion dollars. In currencies, the US dollar will buy you 116.47 yen, the euro is standing at 1 US dollar and 10 cents, and the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 24 cents. To sports, and we start with football, where the uncertain future of Chelsea Football Club doesn't appear to have affected the players on the pitch. The Blues beat Norwich 3-1 in the Premier League just hours after their Russian owner, Roman Abramovich, had sanctions slapped on him by the British government. This means his recently announced plans to sell the club are now on hold. Chelsea manager Thomas Tuchel says they will try and focus on the football. We focus to, to keep the, the, the mentality and the attitude right in, in our training ground and, and within the team. And so far we can trust each other and, and this will not change as long as we have have enough shirts and as long as we have, have a, a, a bus to drive to the games, we will be there and we will uh, compete hard. England and Chelsea midfielder Mason Mount was on the score sheet for the Blues. He says they can only concentrate on playing.
2: When you've got a game at 7 o'clock... That's the only focus in your head as players is what we can do on the pitch, the result that matters the most. And I thought I'm very proud of the team to, to really step up and to perform under the circumstances. It's not, it's not easy. Uh, everyone knows what's going on. It's difficult.
1: And here's the BBC's Alex Kapstick with more on how the sanctions on Roman Abramovich will affect Chelsea.
2: It seems Roman Abramovich, who bought Chelsea back in 2003, he knew that this was coming. A couple of weeks ago, he said he was passing control of the club to the board. Then last week, he announced Chelsea was up for sale and that he wanted it done quickly. And we now know why. These sanctions were on the way. But the government has made it clear that they will allow the club to operate. In fact, Chelsea got a home game at Stamford Bridge on Sunday. However, the sale of the club is not going to happen yet. And there are other significant restrictions and they do impact on the fans so only season ticket holders and those who have those who have previously bought tickets will be allowed into home games on match days they can buy a drink they can get a bite to eat but the merchandise shop that's been closed the sanctions also mean the club can't buy or sell players they can't do deals on existing contracts and although salaries will continue to be paid the club can no longer of course rely on those regular contributions of cash from Roman Abramovich
1: Elsewhere in the Premier League, Newcastle continued their run of good form with a 2-1 win away at Southampton. The Magpies are unbeaten in the past nine games. Wolves defeated Watford 4-0 and Aston Villa won 3-0 away at struggling Leeds United, who have managed only one point from the past eight matches. In the Europa League, Barcelona were held to a nil-nil draw at home against Turkish side Galatasaray, and uh, in the first leg of their round of 16 tie, Spanish side Sevilla defeated English club West Ham one-nil. Italian club Atalanta beat German side Bayer Leverkusen two, uh, th- excuse me, three to two. While Scottish champion Rangers beat Red Star Belgrade three-nil. The Major League Baseball lockout is set to end. Players have voted to accept the league's latest offer for a new labor deal, paving the way for an end to a lockout that's lasted nearly 100 days. The full regular season will begin in less than a month. Here's RTHK's North American sports correspondent, Ray Jovanovich.
2: Well, it was very much anticipated, to be honest, Damon. And
1: at the end of the day, we have a situation where you have billionaire owners battling with millionaire ballplayers over terms of a 10 to $11 billion a year revenue scheme and it was only a matter of time before cooler heads prevailed and an agreement was reached and we'll get baseball an opening day at the beginning of april and to the weather forecast fine and dry with moderate easterly winds the outlook mainly fine tomorrow and dry during the day becoming in humid and foggy early next week and there will be a few showers in the following few days currently at the observatory the temperature is 25 degrees celsius relative humidity 55 percent and be advised the yellow fire danger is in force. That's the news from RTHK.
0: Good afternoon and welcome to The 123 Show with me, Sadia Usmani. And it's Friday, I can't believe it and how the time has just flown by this week. On the show today, after 1.30, we get some sustainably stylish tips from Cheryl Bolden. After being on the show a couple of weeks ago and talking about her book, I decided that, that we could do with a few tips every couple of weeks. So today, she's got some hot tips on editing your wardrobe. And then after 2pm, something to brighten up your day and your weekend with a bit of colour. A&N Gallery in Hong Kong is giving you the chance to view a series of beautiful oil paintings with a common theme of flowers until the 18th of March. Entitled 5 pm Solo Exhibition by Aries Wu, it features 12 still life oil paintings by the talented Hong Kong artist. I'll be talking to Judy In, the director of Art Next Expo, to find out more. And you can have a look at some of those images on my Facebook page, Sadi Osmani, on Radio 3 RTHK. <music>